0: Welcome to Simpler Bible, a daily journey to biblical understanding. Welcome to episode 17. Today, again, covering quite a big section of the scripture. We're going to look at chapters 32 of Genesis, a little bit of 33, and then 35. I might reference back to 34 for a second. Today, we're going to talk about Jacob and Esau. Now, We haven't seen Jacob and Esau together since Genesis 27. And then in Genesis 28, Jacob fled Esau. The last time we saw Esau, he was wanting to kill his brother for stealing the blessing. So pick up with me if you would, please. Remember, Jacob now has left Laban. He's got his wife, his two wives. He's got his two maidservant wives. He's got his 11 sons, his daughter, and they are headed back towards the region where he grew up. And it says this in chapter 32, verse 1. Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. And then Jacob said to them, This is God's camp. So he called the place, the name of the place Mahanaim. And Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, in the land of Seir, the country of Edom, instructing them, Thus you shall say to my lord Esau, Thus says your servant Jacob, I have sojourned with Laban until now. I have oxen, donkeys, flocks, male servants, female servants. I have sent, to tell, I have sent these to tell my lord in order that I might find favor in your sight. So, so... Jacob's kind of trying to fill out his brother, see if the hostility is still there. He wants them to know, look, I've done pretty well for myself. I hope you're doing okay. The messengers returned to Jacob saying, we came to your brother Esau and he's coming to meet you and he's got 400 men with him. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. Well, no kidding, right? Remember last time he saw his brother. His brother wanted to kill him. His brother was the big guy. His brother was the strong guy. Jacob is kind of the house dude. He likes to hang around the house. He was the softer of the two. Verse 7 says, He divided the people who were with him in the flocks and herds and camels into two camps, thinking if Esau comes to the one camp and attacks it, then the camp that is left will escape. So he divides all of his belongings. But you're going to see in just a moment, not just his belongings, but his family and his children into two camps, which is really messed up uh, because like, well, if Esau kills those, at least I've got this other group over here. Thinking if Esau comes to the one camp and attacks it, then the camp that is left will escape. Verse nine. And Jacob said, O God of my father, Abraham, and God of my father, Isaac, O Lord, who said to me, return to your country and to your kindred that I might do you good. I am not worthy of the least of all the deeds of my steadfast love and all the faithfulness that you have shown to your servant. For with only my staff, I crossed this Jordan, and now I have become two camps. Please deliver me from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him that he may come and attack me, the mothers with their children. But you said, I will surely do you good and make your offspring as the sand of the sea. We've heard that before, right? Which cannot be numbered for multitude. So he stayed there that night. And from what he had with him, he took a present for his brother Esau, 200 female goats, 20 male goats, 200 ewes and 20 rams, 30 milking camels, their calves, 40 cows, 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys, 10 male donkeys. This is a huge thing. This is a big present. This is, I'm really sorry I took the blessing. I'm really sorry about tricking dad. I'm really sorry about taking the birthright. How about 200 goats, 20 male goats, 200 ewes, 20 rams, 30 milk camels, Their calves, 40 cows, 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys, and 10 male donkeys. How will that do for you? Will that make you happy? So these he handed over to his servants. Every drove by itself and said to his servants, Pass on ahead of me. Put a space between drove and drove. So he instructed the first, When Esau my brother meets you and says, To whom do all these belong? Where are you going? Who are these ahead of you? you shall say they belong to your servant Jacob they are a present sent to my lord Esau and moreover he is behind us so he instructed also the second and the third and all who followed with all the other droves saying you shall say the same thing to Esau so these gifts are kind of part partitioned out into different groups so that each group's meeting Esau and his 400 men at different times so that maybe the overwhelming amount of gifts that he's giving Esau will appease Esau and so the same night, I want to I come down here to verse 22. The same night, Jacob arose and took his two wives, his two female servants, his 11 children, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream and everything else that he had. Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the day, breaking of the day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint when he wrestled with him. And he said, "'Let go of me, for the day is broken.'" but Jacob said, I will not let go of you unless you bless me. And he said, what is your name? He said, Jacob. Jacob means heel holder, surplanter, uh, the replacer. He Remember he came out when he was born, when the twins were born, Esau came out first and Jacob came out holding his heel. And he said in verse 28, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel for you have striven with God and men have prevailed. So Israel, do you see the E L there on the end? So like we look at Israel, right? It's going to become the name of the nation and it ends with E-L. So that's God and then Israel. So God prevails or the one who prevails, God prevails. So that's what that means. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you asked my name? And here he blessed him. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel saying, I have seen God face to face and yet my life has been delivered. Again, that ends with E-L. So there's the indication of God there. So Jacob moves on, chapter 33. He's moving on from this place. And what he does is he, he's knowing, he knows that he's about to meet Esau. He is moving this way. And he knows that Esau and his 400 men are coming this way. And so Jacob takes Leah's servant with her sons and puts them in front. And then takes Rachel's servants with her sons, puts them in front. And then he takes Leah and her sons and puts them third. And then Rachel with Joseph last. So he's hoping that, if Esau kills the servants with their daughter, or their sons, and then maybe kills Leah with her sons, that maybe by the time he gets to Rachel he won't be quite as mad. So it's just really a ridiculous kind of thing. So he and Esau meet, they reconcile. At least it appears that they reconcile. Esau says, come on back home, brother. I'll leave some guards with you to help you on the way. Jacob goes, no, 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 it's okay. It's fine. We have a we have a lot of babies here. We have a lot of young herds here, flocks here. It'll take us a long time. You go home. I'll see you there. And then what? Esau heads back home and Jacob like goes, yoink, and goes off to the side. And he's like, no, I'm good. Moving into a new city. So he moves into a city called Shechem. Really crazy story happens in Shechem that I will tell you more about later in Genesis uh, 49. But for now, we're going to move on because of time's sake. So chapter 35. God said to Jacob, Arise and go up to Bethel and dwell there and make an altar there to the God who appeared, appeared to you when you fled from your brother Esau. So Jacob said to his household. Now listen to this. This is crazy. Jacob said to his household and to all who are with him, Put away the foreign gods that are among you and purify yourselves and change your garments. Now, couple of thoughts on this, all right? You might remember when we looked at Genesis 12 a while back that I told you that Abraham had been an idol worshiper along with his father, Terah. So Abraham worshipped idols before God called him out and before Abraham became a follower of God. So we see that. It's quoted for us in Joshua chapter 24, 1 through 3. So imagine back in Genesis 12, Abraham and his two brothers, one of his brothers dies, and, and Abraham living with his father, all of them worship idols. All of them are idol worshipers. None of them are worshiping Yahweh. God speaks to Abraham and pulls Abraham out. And now he begins to worship Yahweh. He begins to serve the living God of the universe. Jacob, years later, flees, goes back to Laban's house. And you'll remember that when they were leaving Laban, Rachel stole his household idols. Why? Laban's pagan. Laban's an idol worshiper. Laban is not a God worshiper. Okay. Um, And so probably, well, definitively, Rachel and Leah, did not grow up serving Yahweh God. They grew up serving idols. And all the people that, all the wealth, the sons of Laban, all the wealth that Jacob accumulated, all the servants that he accumulated, all of them would have been in the tradition of Laban and Abraham's father, Terah. So they're all idol worshipers. And it's really interesting because God brings Jacob back to Bethel back to this place where Jacob made a covenant to him. And you might remember, he said, if you give me my food, if you give me my clothing, I'll give you a 10th of everything. I'll serve you forever. And it appears that Jacob has forgotten that promise that he's made to God. So God brings him back to Bethel. And what's the first thing that Jacob does when he gets back to Bethel? He goes, Hey, all of you guys amongst my family, amongst my servants, all of you who have idols, all of you who have these foreign gods, I need you to put them away I need you to change your garments. We can't worship those anymore. And then, verse three, it says, "Then let us arise and go up to Bethel, so that I might take there, make there an altar to the Lord who answers me in the day of my distress and has been with me wherever I've gone." So they gave to Jacob all the foreign gods that they had had and the rings that were in their ears, and Jacob hid them under the terebinth tree that was near Shechem. So remember, uh, remember that Rachel stole her father's idols presumably they're still with her they've been journeying back home and not only that but there are other people in the camp of Jacob who are serving these idols and he's like it's time for us to put these away it's time for us to serve God and so that's what's happening here it's time for us to serve God he's been renamed Israel God prevails and and so now he's saying let's put away our foreign gods our idols and begin to serve God verse six Jacob came to Luz, that is Bethel, uh, which is in the land of Canaan. He and all the people who were with him. And there he built an altar and called the place El Bethel. So God, the house of God, because there God had revealed himself to them when he fled from his brother. So Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, dies. She was buried. God appears again to Jacob and came to him. And look at verse 10. God said to him, your name is Jacob, but no longer shall your name be called Jacob, but Israel shall be your name. So he he gets renamed again the second time so he wrestles with god gets renamed to israel and then he comes back to a place named bethel where he kind of restores his covenant with god he kind of restores what he had promised to god some 20 years earlier and god says yes your name is now israel look at verse 11 and god said to him i am god almighty be fruitful and multiply This is uh, something we saw in Genesis 1. This is something we saw in Genesis 9 when Noah and his family got off the ark. This is something that we've seen kind of throughout the book of Genesis. Be fruitful and multiply. He says, a nation and a company of nations shall come from you and kings will come from your own body. The land that I gave to Abraham and Isaac, I will now give to you and I will give this land to your offspring after you. And so Jacob and God kind of renew their covenant there. Remember, God had told him, I won't leave you until I've accomplished everything that I've promised. And then this very significant thing at the end of the chapter here, um, look at verse 16. So they journeyed from Bethel when they were still some distance from Ephrath. Bethel, uh, Rachel, well, not Bethel, Rachel went into labor and she had hard labor. When her labor was at its hardest, the midwife said to her, do not fear, you have another son. As her soul was departing for she was dying, she named him Ben-Oni. So like son of my suffering. And his father named him Benjamin, Benjamin, son of my right hand. So Rachel died, and she was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. So now Jacob has his twelfth son, the second son that he's going to have from Rachel. How much time has passed? We don't know exactly. We know, uh, we know that that it his. Next oldest brother, Joseph is about six years old, maybe a little bit older than that. So it's been about six years, seven years, since eight years now, maybe since Joseph was born, but not a whole lot of time has passed. And so Benjamin is the 12th son of Jacob, now known as Israel. And Benjamin makes f- finishes out the 12 tribes of Israel. And so now we have the 12 tribes of Israel. We have Jacob renamed Israel. Now we have the establishment of the kind of foundational work of the nation of Israel in this man and in his 12 sons and we are about to see how God is going to protect them and make that all work and it's going to be beautiful. So thanks for joining us and we'll see you tomorrow for day 18. Thank you so much for journeying with us today at Simpler Bible through another section of scripture where we come to know and understand God a little bit better. Look if you're brand new to Simpler Bible we have all sorts of resources available for you. Go to our website, simplerbible.com, and there you can find these videos, you can find our podcast, you can find links to our social media, and you can even find a blog post with additional scriptures if you want to go into a little bit more study than we had time to cover in this podcast and video today. We hope that this tool will be exactly that for you, a tool. Not something that replaces your daily walk with God, but something that enhances your daily walk with God and helps you to know and enjoy Him more. Thank you so much for being part of this, and we'll see you again tomorrow.